1: No purchase necessary. Void prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.
0: What happens when you have two guys who start drinking moonshine at 8 o'clock, but don't start recording their Big 12 preview show till midnight? You get this train wreck. I'm sorry. Yeah. Hey, welcome back to Wisdom of the Wannabes. You got Alan. And Ryan. And this is our first live in-person show. It's a milestone. It's very
1: uncomfortable.
0: And uh, you know what? This could go sideways really, really quickly. But It already has.
1: <laughs> it already has.
0: Well, all right. So this is going to be our Big 12 preview because we want to make sure that we get it out before the games next weekend. As you know, we're slackers, and both of us are going Duff Honey. So let's knock that out. And I'm not wearing any pants right now. And you look good. All right. So Beardo... Uh, last week, or not last week, let's go back to last season, <laughs> we went out uh, on, I guess, conference championship weekend. We had two teams not playing in a conference championship game. What? Uh-huh. We had two champions. Oh, uh, We had one champions. One champion to rule them all or whatever the slogan was. Until
1: it came down to nut-cutting time. Uh,
0: you know... Everybody wants to position this as you guys were so close to being the first conference to have two teams in the playoffs.
1: Well, remember that year when Alabama and LSU played the worst fucking national championship game in the history of the national championship I do. So that
0: was probably the first, first time. Oh, that's a good point. That's a good point. So... In other words, the one true champion motto that when it came down to, as you said, nut cutting time, was left up to the uh, committee that no one really knew what they are looking for, basically said none of the above when it who, came to the Big 12.
1: Who do I want to cuss out here for a second?
0: Uh, Mr. Hancock listens every now and then so oh,
1: Never mind We yeah. love you Mr. Hancock <laughs> You
0: keep doing what you're doing brother Because it should have worked out one day So alright We have A conference that has Essentially said Now we really 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 mean it One true champion <laughs> And neither one of our Schools are going to be fighting for that one And we'll get to this one later on As we break this down but we're getting into a season where we somehow, I mean, <laughs> I don't understand how. TCU came into the Big 12 and got buried the first year and we laughed and then they came back and said, um, Welcome to the can of whoop ass. And Baylor. I still remember going out on Halloween night many, many years ago Amen. after they had beat the Aggies. That's right. Going, oh, this is so great that Baylor is finally, uh, you know, beating somebody. You, Aggies, are so stupid. Yeah. And this is, uh, I mean, everybody across the board, with the exception of Herb Street, has TCU and/or Baylor making the playoffs
1: yeah you can't argue with that you really can't argue with that and you know we you know let's let's dive in and look at Baylor right right. right away um you know at the end of the day I'm looking at eight offensive returning starters and nine defensive returning starters um and you can say what you will about points given up but when you get nine defensive starters on a team like that and eight offensive starters, you know, yes, granted, Bryce Petty is gone. That—that's my little, biggest, my biggest weakness for them is going to be Bryce. The question mark is Bryce Petty and the quarterback, not Bryce Petty, but the quarterback position. Um, they are so well skilled and fast at the skill positions. Um, I don't know how much that will make a difference. You know, of course, I'm going to contradict myself in college football. It usually matters a lot. Yeah. And so, but, however, I feel like this coaching staff is competent enough whoa, to whoa. Uh, for, forget about
0: <laughs> okay. PR. All right. and just
1: from a football perspective, they're competent enough to put this young quarterback, whomever it may be, and I'm gonna uh, forgive me, but Seth uh, Russell. It looks thank like. you, Seth Russell is their starter. Is, um, you know, they're gonna put him in a situation to be successful. And the pace at which they play, the speed at which they play, uh, they're gonna be tough to beat. They're gonna be tough to beat. And when I look at the Big Twelve, I'm thinking they are one to three years away from being seriously challenged beyond TCU.
0: Well. I will say that uh, TCU is going to be my number one coming out of this one. I, I would because... probably agree with that. Okay, well I know that you have an issue against Patterson. I have an issue against it's all Pryles. personal. It's I all know. personal. And it, well, this is a podcast. No one really gives a shit. But you <laughs> or know, is listening? Yeah, you are listening, or you're looking at a lot of people coming back. What I like the fact is the line, of course, is solid. And you have uh, Shock Linwood coming back, you know, with over 1,200 yards of rushing and 16 TDs, uh, very much, I mean, this is this is Texas Tech on steroids mm-hmm. with a really good staff, unlike ours. So, uh, I do like the fact that they're tied in, is about, you know, 400 pounds and uh, just a monster. And then they throw in a DN who's about 310 as well, and it's just... I can't, it, it shocks me to think about where Baylor was when we were kids. Where they were in our early days, of, or actually our later days of high school, where it sunk back to, and now what they've done in McLean Stadium, if you drive up and down I-35, is, honest to God, one of the best-looking stadiums in the world. It looks like uh, English Premier League Soccer Stadium. It's amazing. I drove past it just
1: this morning, the Palace of the Brazos. You're right. There's a point of it that's a little obnoxious, but there's also like, that's pretty fucking badass. Yeah. I'm not going to lie. Um, you know, the the thing, you know, kind of diving into their starters, and you make a great point about Linwood, um, who's only a junior coming in. God, um, but scary. when I look at their returning starters on offense, you know, I mentioned they have eight returning starters. Let me just read for you five of them. Your left tackle, your left guard, your center, your right guard, your right tackle. And that is right there. I don't give a shit who's playing quarterback. If those guys are coming back and they put him in a position to be successful, they're going to be absolutely great. They absolutely have to, have to get better in the secondary, and they probably will because of experience, because they gave up a lot of big plays, they gave up a lot of points. Um, but at the end of the day, I, I have to show a weakness here, and that's the one thing that I bring up. I don't think their quarterback is going to be a weakness. I don't think their offense is going to be a weakness. They have to slow down the points. If they can shave off 10% of the points that they gave away last year, this
0: is not close. Well, as a uh, former all Syntax honorable mention, which means I must have not have been first team, second team, or third team, but honorable mention, so somebody wrote me in. Thank you, Coach Davis. When
1: we talk about basketball, I'll 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 take that
0: into the story. We'll well. dive into that. (laughs) Um, You know, you look at that game—the one game that you know hindered this entire conference was they beat TCU 61 to 58, and they were down 21 points in the fourth quarter, and And they were at home, and you know, I'll tell you what—this team scares the bejesus out of me, and I and you know, with everything that's going on around that school right now, and what has happened to almost every school in the state, with the exception of your school, um, not with Charlie Strongman, brother, being investigated, being cheated, you know, all that stuff, I mean, Tech, 97, you know, penalties back in 92 or whatever, I think the... Something is going to come up and prove that Baylor is not legit. But in the meantime, has that hurt Auburn? No. Has it hurt any SEC school? No. I mean, no. It it just doesn't happen. Well, and the the,
1: the thing with Baylor is a situation like what they're going through. And we can touch on this, and I'll just go out on a limb and say this. And I'm not going out on a limb. That was the first thing that came out of my mouth. (laughs) That's what she said. It's midnight. What I'm going out on a limb and saying is... This is a big deal. What's going on in Baylor right now is a very, very, very big deal. And just today it was revealed that there will be no more press conferences till game week. Big shocker. Next week is game week, if I'm not mistaken. Yeah. So anyway, the point is this is they have a lot of drama swirling around this, uh, administration, whatever you want to call it, this team, this coaching staff. I do not like Art Bryles. I went from kind of liking him to disliking him greatly last year. But again, it's more on a personal fan level. So I'm not going to talk shit about the man's character by any means of the imagination. But this is a different story. We we will wait to see what happens. And I don't know. It's not like I'm, I'm praying for some big drawn out bullshit. But at the end of the day, Chris Peterson said, hell yeah, I revealed him. The University of Florida said, yes, they revealed it, and he's saying, no, they didn't. It doesn't look good right now for Art Bryles. It doesn't at all. Now, does that have any effect on how they play football? I don't know, but this is in the light of the bigger picture of athletics and college athletics. This, especially Florida State, who's been in the spotlight, this is kind of a big deal.
0: If it was in any other conference other than the Big 12, it would be a much bigger deal. I agree with you. And if it wasn't a small private school in Waco, Waco. Texas. Yes. And, you know, I, you know, Bryles is a former Tech coach. I respected the heck out of him, what he did, not only at Tech, at Friendship, you know, everything else beforehand. But what I did not like, and it, it just shows that he got the uh, coaching big head was that initial press conference. I can't think of a worse, you know, dismissive tone of, oh, fellas, let's talk about football. And it's like, are you kidding me? You know, I we don't know this girl, and, you know, God, I, I, yeah, I feel sorry for this woman. Yes, Yeah, I'm saying girl, it's a woman. A student athlete, a fellow student yes. athlete. And, and that's just bad. And so I will leave it at that. We'll let that play itself out. But Baylor is looking stacked. Um, I, I really honestly think that this is going to be a two-tier, you know, two-team conference. And so if you're ready, I'd like to talk about the Horn Frogs, which I know you can't stand, yeah, Mr. Patterson.
1: I do want to jump to the Horn Frogs. I want to say one more thing just to add on to what you said because I agree with you wholeheartedly. It is impossible for any group of people to come up with a worse response to this publicly than what Art Browse came up with. It's embarrassing and it is absurd and it is naive. All of that at best. All oh, yeah. of that at best. And it was a PR monumental failure. It was a monumental failure and it was a one of these things, I'm not a writer, I'm not a politician, I'm not this, but If you look at that and you listen to it, you're thinking, did anybody at any point put any thought into what he's going to say? And it's absolutely maddening because as much as I dislike him as a college football fan, as a guy who kicked our ass the last couple of years, it's like he seems like a pretty good guy. And I've always enjoyed watching the history of his coming up. And this makes me lose so much respect for him. Forget that guy. TCU's going to beat their ass.
0: Alright, well, I wanna go back <laughs> one more time to the lack of just tact and the lack of common sense kid that was shown. Star.
1: Kid stars their freaking president. Like I mean, if anybody should know this, I mean am I wrong? Well as much of a failure as do that you think I was kid in Kid stars and art Brawls no. have anything
0: more than lunch twice a year. No. Here's my deal, is that that what if you listen to that sound bite, this is what kills me the most, is he basically Cuts them off. Those amazing reporters from the Waco Herald or whatever. Tribune, I believe. Or Waco Time, what Tribune Herald. That basically has about 100 bikers sitting in jail (laughs) for God knows what. but With bullet holes in their legs. They're going to say, you know, oh, I'm sorry, Coach. You said you want to talk about football and not this rape case. Okay. Shame on you as a reporter, but I do understand the reporter's... They need access, they can't get cut off, but I am so glad that soundbite is out there because it shows the tremendous power that these 128 guys, in most cases, in Division One, have over their programs. And it's, they're not over their programs, they're communities. I mean, you look at last year, we made fun of Jumbo Fisher for, God, two years now? I mean, he's just Thanking God that Winston's gone. I mean, yes. How is that
1: son of a bitch still have a job other than national championship? Exactly. And he's Hello. really good, a really good football coach. I, I, you know, as much as I think Ken Starr is like, obviously the memory that we have of him is like, oh gosh, what a you know mud on your face. And it's like, well, I'm not a lawyer. He might have come out there smelling a little bit better than we think he did. At the end of the day, it's like he knows better than Art Bryles about when to. Hey, let's let's circle the wagons here real quick and let's get a game plan. He didn't do that. I hold him responsible for that. Art Browse doesn't know any better. He doesn't know any better. He's not an attorney. Well no, he just wants a guy that's gonna help him win. Yeah. Oh, games. is this dude badass? And he, Fantastic. Let's go. Yeah. I can I beat TC this year? Please? And so that's
0: one of the things around here that we've heard is the conference having a clearinghouse and somebody was, you know, saying we don't want to have the conference. Like, yeah, you need the conference to do it. And guess what? You all pay money to it. You do it. Let them do it. Take the brunt of it as a conference, not a school. This is the Tom Brady NFL PA. <laughs>
1: like, you knew what you were signing up for. You get a big check. Yes. Shut the fuck up.
0: Yeah. All right. So let's talk about who I think is going to win. Is the Horn Frogs. Um, because they hung 82 points. Against my Red Raiders, and again, as I said... Did that happen? Unfortunately, it did, uh, but God... I don't even
1: remember that, but I'm looking
0: at it right here, and it did happen. It it won't happen again, because our AD is on the committee for the college football playoff. You drop 82 points on us, we're going to drop you. I'll tell you that. I can hire a sniper, and it wouldn't affect my wealth one bit. Well, all I can say is that I have ultimate respect for Patterson and what he has done, because this guy has, he built it on the defense first. Yep. And he has done the whole thing of, all right if you're too slow to, or actually, he wants speed on defense. Yeah. So, take a receiver, put him at cornerback. Take a cornerback, put him on safety. Put a safety, put him on linebacker. Yep. It is amazing. It did not pay off in the first year we laughed our ass off. Paid off huge last year. And, this, and in the Big 12, you better do that. Yeah. And this is a guy that approaches the conference completely different to everybody else. We talked about earlier tonight, during um, some moonshine shots, of um, outscoring everybody else. He actually believes in stopping people from scoring. But he's got Trevor Boykin, who damn well may win the Heisman Trophy. He's got to be a front runner. Uh, And, you know, you're looking at their schedule. Minnesota, I'm not really concerned about them going there. SFA, sorry, Lumberjacks. SMU, they will light the scoreboard up, and then they go to Lubbock, and then you guys, they get home. I mean, they're going to kill some people.
1: Their schedule is incredibly favorable. And you know what? This is a podcast so I can say this. Fuck Gary Patterson. But you're absolutely right. He has done a great job. Um, I think he's a prick, but so is Urban Meyer. And that's worked out pretty well for him. He's done a really fantastic job, and I have to give credit. I have to give credit to Gary Patterson. We're supposed to,
0: you know, because we're not looking at each other, give each other time, but now we are. I want to understand your hatred to Gary Patterson because I don't have that. I respected him as he built up TCU in the Mountain West, the WAC, and whatever else. And he mm-hmm. disliked that guy with abandon.
1: Yeah, and, and you know what? I'm not going to sit here and pretend like any of what I'm going to say is going to be rational, because it's not. But, um, you know, it has more to do with the Big 12 and how they handled the national champion. But, you know, his his approach throughout the whole End of the year last year, and
0: how the Big 12 But you were chipping. pissed at him before. I mean, you were pissed at him. Well, they keep last... beating fucking Texas ass. Oh, okay. is what, right. is what did, it is. Did they hang 82 points on you? No! I can. I have to live with 82 goddamn points. I'm, I'm looking at that right now, and it still, hurts.
1: And I still believe it's a misprint. It's I, not. Well, here's the deal. Gary Patterson, he's done fucking good. Here's the deal: you're gonna to have to outscore them next year, and and that's that's what it comes down to. Their defense, they've got you know five returning starters, um, and the good thing for them is most of them in their most of them are in the. Uh, looks like no, that's not. They got two um, secondary kind people. Kind of spread all over. Yeah, the linebacker and the secondary, they're gonna be lean, so they're gonna be really susceptible to that. Um, you know, the front defensive, tack, uh, defensive line is going to be a little bit new. I think, the you know, at the end of the day, they're going to have to outscore them. they got uh, everybody coming back on offense. Uh, Trayvon Boykin. Good
0: God, they have so many people coming back. They have back. so many
1: people coming back on offense, and to get those guys gelling together. I mean, they're going to score points. It's a matter of, are you going to take advantage of their youth? Those guys might come out and be
0: superstars,
1: and I well, have no reason to believe they're not going to be.
0: So here's, here's I think where it's going to come out. Last two games of the season, they got to go to Oklahoma. Yeah, well, and then just, Baylor comes to it's Fort a, Worth.
1: It's a drama schedule. It's a drama <laughs> schedule. Nothing else matters up for them up until if they lose a game going into those last two done. games, they're done. Yeah, they're absolutely done. Um, they have to win out and Baylor and TCU both, their non-conference schedule is a joke, so we're not even going to talk about that. They get no points. That puts even that much more pressure onto them that, you know, at Minnesota, is that a big game? Uh, Yeah, relatively speaking, yes, that's a big game. Relative to anything before September 26th, yes, that's a good game.
0: I love the fact that we're going back, you know, two years in a row, that we're looking at, You know, for TCU, at Minnesota, SFA, SMU. For Baylor, SMU, Lamar, and Rice. Right. I mean, I will say this much. Minnesota is a much, much bigger threat than Rice. No doubt about it. But that offense is scary.
1: But forget about Baylor. Forget about Baylor for a second and look at TCU's schedule. And what would you think? Not compared to what you think the other 1A, 1B team will be. What do you think of the schedule? And at Minnesota, be and, and realistically speaking, I'm like, well, that's pretty respectable. If you're gonna go to Minnesota, like, I mean, I, I'm not gonna call you a superstar, but I'm like, if you're gonna go and play a Big Ten team on the road, yeah, I mean, unless it's fucking Indiana, part of my French. <laughs> I mean, it's it's. That's so
0: good Again, for you for doing that. Again, it's late at night on Saturday morning. Though. Yeah, but you so, know. So sorry, they got to go on the road to Oklahoma. They have to go to Oklahoma State. That is an intimidating place to play. I will tell you this much: at Kansas State, that intimidates me a little bit. Yeah. At Iowa State, you have lived with that. Todd Graham can put up a fight. And going. Actually no, I'm only, I won't even claim Lubbock anymore. Screw that, and we'll get to that in a little bit.
1: Yeah, you and I both know the answer, that's true. So here's the thing about this is the the one thing I will put on both Baylor and TCU, and I'm going back to my Baylor schedule, bear with me for one second. There towards the end, is Baylor ends the year going to Oklahoma State Oklahoma at Kansas State this is the month of November, yeah, at yeah, Kansas Higgins. State, Oklahoma at home, at Oklahoma State, at TCU, and then Texas at home. Like, that's how you win the season. You know, and, and you go back and you look at the TCU, what you just said their last two games, that's a tremendous amount of pressure. And especially before those games, the last five games for Baylor, the last two games for TCU, it's not just pressure to win. It's pressure to, for TCU especially, you better win by 30. Because you got dick for an impressive resume. Well, so you better win these games by like 30 points.
0: Well, see, here's the thing that sucks. And I brought this up with... Uh, I know. mean, if, if
1: you go to Stillwater and you win by 3 to 5 points, you know what? That's a good win. And I'm, and I'm assuming Oklahoma State's going to be respectable. You go Kansas, you better beat
0: about you here's, go, it by 50. But let's look at this. Who's playing on championship weekend? Baylor. That's a great question. Baylor is playing Texas on championship weekend. TCU is sitting at home after playing Baylor. They cannot do anything, and that it, that may really impact them. Well, and that's a horrible job by the conference not to understand that. Hey, once you're a champion, brother. Yeah. Let, let me, but let me tell you something.
1: And in, in just in a sense of if you're Baylor... And if we're going to dissect the schedules, and we'll we'll get into Texas in a second. I, I don't want to jump there, but you look at Texas' schedule leading into that Baylor game. Again, you don't have to. We don't have to recount it, but it's like that's a team that's primed to be on a high, on a you know feeling good about themselves, a confident high. Like you know what? We're not going to do shit in the postseason, but if we can ru- we we can ruin play Baylor's. Spoiler. Yeah, play spoiler. Exactly right. They are primed to do that when you look at schedules here. There's a lot of other assumptions involved in that. I'm just telling you on paper. Baylor, it's like you know Baylor and TCU both. It's not just a. You've got to stretch both of you of tough games, but you got to win those other games really big because you got nothing else on your resume. Yeah,
0: but it goes back to the fact that they're... And where
1: are they starting though in the preseason? Yeah, Is they're that what you're way say? up. Yeah, yeah they're way up there. You know, alternating one to five. Yeah, and there,
0: they're. They're up there so they can afford to win a a game by a field goal and still come in. As long as it's it's not not SMU. Or Lamar. Right. And they'll hammer tech. But, all right, so let's talk about the rest of the conference before we get into the rest of, you know, everybody else. Should we
1: try to go through them, like, in a sense of,
0: I'm pretty sure these guys are going to be next... All right, because yeah. you and I
1: probably agree on
0: most. Accounts All right, let's go. All right, you throw out your next one. Who's number three? I gotta
1: put. I mean, as much as I gotta put Oklahoma there. Yeah, I do too.
0: I mean, well, because they have a former Texas Tech quarterback, and uh, well, I, and, it ain't Trevor Knight. So,
1: and I'll get to my uh, Oklahoma shocker here in a second. But yes, I mean, we have to go to Oklahoma, and you know what? This is a team that is not really returning any significant. Uh, Quantity of starters. Yeah, They're, but
0: I think for them that's probably kind of a, a good thing that they did pretty damn well outside of you know, you know they lost uh, the against Clemson. They didn't lose. They got blown. They got just, they got embarrassed yeah. in that game. And they lost Oklahoma State, which, you know what, this has turned into more I of mean, a bigger... Right. I mean, uh, it's a rivalry like there's no other, and I'd love to see that. I will say this is... About like,
1: like two or three
0: points. Uh, yeah, but I mean, what, I, what I want to say is that uh, I think Mayfield coming in really helps, because that guy, I, I hate to say it, he's great. He's got a helicopter daddy. And uh, if you don't play him enough, you don't protect him enough, you're going to deal with all the same crap that we had to do, deal with at Tech. But he can win. And, you know, this is an offensive league. That's all that matters. And if you got talent on offense, you've got it. Yep. The um, P. Ryan is
1: a X factor 100% X-factor yep. in this uh, offense. They're replacing their entire offensive line except center. Um scary. And and I don't n I and I'm not and i am not going to sit here and tell you I know the experience level, the backups there. Uh but the skilled positions, they are very well uh they're well versed there. They've got some good players on defense, you know. They uh, they're replacing some safeties, they're replacing some defensive linemen. So this is a team that I can see they I, I am hundred percent confident they have great talent. What I'm not confident of is how well they're putting it together right now. I think that they will do, I think they will have, I, I, you know, obviously we both agreed, number three in the conference. I got to put them there. Um, I, I will tell you this. September 12th against Tennessee. Um, I'm looking forward to them. Yeah, I, I agree. At Tennessee, is that yeah. right? Yes, They're going yes. to Tennessee. Um... Sorry to just
0: you know, derail you. No,
1: no, you, you're absolutely right. I, I think they are the third best team in the conference. But I think the difference between one and two and three and four are It's big. a big step down. And I'll tell you this, and I don't want to overly get into this, but I will tell you I firmly believe they will lose the Red
0: River rivalry game this year. You want to say that again one more time? Red, Red
1: River. River
0: rivalry <laughs> shootout. Dr. I, Pepper. I am going to game. tell you that the Dr. Pepper Red Rivalry shootout as I mumble through that. Um... They're going to win that you're by a Oh, I'm just a little, slightly biased.
1: At Tennessee, Tulsa, West Virginia, then the Red Ripple, they're done. They're dead. Yeah, I mean... By 30 points,
0: I'm just kidding. You're out of your mind. Yes, I am. Um, you still don't have a quarterback, and we'll get to that. I, I think they could do really well. I, I'm trying to debate uh, you know Oklahoma or Oklahoma State between three because I feel like, you know... Gundy has built up a hell of a program in Stillwater and I you know what? I can't hate these guys. You know mm-hmm. that's the deal is come from Tech, we don't hate Oklahoma schools. Um but they ripped off every single tradition that we have, from the cowboy to guns up to everything else. Um it, the Cowboys have a ridiculous schedule uh, to open up the season, at uh, Central Michigan, Central Arkansas, UTSA, and then they come down to, uh, Texas, and you guys, I think you may surprise them, I really believe in strong, we'll get to that in a little bit, but, uh... You know, it's funny. We're talking about the top two, and now we're talking about just two OU schools. No,
1: the... Uh, I'll tell you what, though. Their schedule is very front-loaded. Like, for, I mean, if they obviously, Florida State, you can play a close game there. Front-loaded? They finish with Oklahoma and Baylor. Are you out of your mind? No, no, no. What what I mean, it, I'm meaning front-loaded oh, in their favor. Game. Oh, yeah. Gotcha. You know, they go Florida State. That's a, if I'm not mistaken, a neutral game. No, no. I'm sorry. I'm looking at the schedule last year. Yep. Yeah, they definitely have a. Uh, I mean, what do they have at the?
0: T- they open up Central. Three of their listed. last
1: four are TCU, Baylor, Oklahoma. They get them at home. Um, you know, good for them. But they, um, you know, yeah, they uh, made... I, I did Oklahoma State at you know at Texas. That's a great game for Texas to have at home. Um, that's so early to have a game like that. For Texas Um, you know but at the same time Oklahoma State I think that they are in the similar boat of Texas is in terms of returning starters you know Mike Gundy has built some momentum there and I don't want to discount that there's a lot of playmakers he's got a mentality going Um, I'm a believer in Charlie Strong I I mean my heart has to say I am too I'm I'm gonna give Texas the edge here I'm gonna get it's in Austin I mean the last time they played there they were absolutely embarrassed I was at that game. It was not good at halftime. It was one of these things where in the last two minutes, Oklahoma State scored 14 points, and it was like, and one of them was those a pick six that Casey yeah. McCoy threw. Um, it was no bueno. Anyway, I think that Oklahoma State is, man, I don't know. I don't know. It's hard to say that. I'm focused on the Texas game, but in generally speaking, they have a pretty good schedule. Like I said, the last month of November is going to be the telltale sign for them.
0: Yeah, uh, I'd agree with that. So, all right, we hit, you know, 1-2 pretty hard. 3-4, unfortunately, is a state north of us. Then... You get into the mishmash, but you know what? I mean, West Virginia. No, no, no. no. Let's hop into our teams. Uh, You want me to take the lead or you want to take the lead? No, let's let you take the lead. All right. So, Tech, it does not matter what we (laughs) have on offense. Uh, You know, we have Mahomes, we have Webb at quarterback. We have a lot of the line coming back, which is great. And we have a running back that can, I mean, he can move the ball. Washington had over uh, 1,000 yards. The man can move, but it's because it's like the last option. And you're basically running him on third and 13. Mm -hmm. All that matters for Texas Tech is the defense. And so now we've got, good Lord, I can't even keep track. I mean... I want to say he's our 8th defensive coordinator in uh, 9 years. It could be 9 and 10. I don't know. We just do not value defense. And you have to stop somebody. Yeah. I mean, but what I like is the fact that we now have with Gibbs a guy that I think is about 57 years old. So he raises the average age of our coaching staff. So like thirty. Yes, because everybody else is about thirty. So he's just raised it up a little and bit. And a half. I mean, good lord. So my deal with tech, and I've been pretty open with this, is you have to stop somebody. We can shoot with you in the first half, all day long. Yep. Second half, we will shut down. Jones, as you've said, and you've talked to Leach about it, Jones used to be a huge, huge advantage for us. It is no longer a place people fear going. No. Even at night, even on whatever, what I'm actually looking at now is trying to understand, after we gave you know Kingsbury an extension, how the hell we can get bull eligible. Because... If you look at Sam Houston State, and I will say this: these guys are in the finals here in Frisco every single year for the second division. Yeah, I'm scared the guys that are playing for Texas Tech are going to go. Oh no, this is like you know the JV squad, or actually the freshman B team, I should say.
1: I'll tell you this about Tech. They, um, you know, there's nothing incredibly optimistic or pessimistic about the returning talent on their team. Um, while the numbers on paper are in their favor, especially on offense, you know, they had three games last year. They were, they finished the season four and eight. They had three games that were less than three points, three points Um. or less, and that is the difference between seven and five and three and four and eight, if I'm not, my math is correct. Um, that is and this time of night, it is. Yes, that is a, I mean, and, and that's a big deal. That's a big deal from a momentum perspective, from a coaching staff perspective. But you're absolutely right. They have an absolutely brutal stretch to end the season. And they've got a very unfavorable, I mean, other than the fact that they play Sam Houston, UTEP, they go to oh, Arkansas. And Arkansas
0: in Fayetteville, yeah. we just whipped the living shit out of you guys. They are going
1: to get absolutely, yeah, sodomized. They go to Arkansas, then get TCU
0: and um, Baylor,
1: then Baylor, but then they end the season at Oklahoma, Oklahoma State, at West Virginia, Kansas State, at Texas. That's
0: a tough. So explain to me, tough I mean, slate. Our our you know. Friendly interview, Stuart Mandel says that he's picking them to, like, not finish at the bottom, but somewhere in, the, like, mid-tier for the Well, I have no idea what Stuart Mandel is seeing.
1: No, I, I don't either. Kansas, I think they'll beat them. I think we, we probably will. Good boy if we don't. We may touch on Kansas, but at the end of the day, Kansas is going to lose a lot of ball games this year. Maybe all of them. Uh, but I don't think they're going to go to West Virginia. But you know what? Maybe I'm wrong. Maybe I'm wrong. M- maybe they will go. Maybe the defense will put it together. Maybe Kingsbury will that, put it together.
0: That is my only hope. I mean, maybe that, so.
1: They. I mean, who knows? In this conference, who knows? If, if I'm we, looking if we Peter, have a
0: defense worth a damn, then we can we can win some games. I'm going to tell now you it's something be right tough.
1: now. You get Iowa State at home. If they play that game at night and you get your fans liquored up, that's great. You know they will for Baylor. The question is, will they come back the next weekend if they get blown out eighty or no, no, whatever? No, no,
0: no. Uh, Baylor is a set Jerry World game. Oh, so okay. that's, that's okay. here and so that none actually, of us Tech that's, fans. That's a big deal. That well, is a
1: big deal. You go to back to back in Jones Stadium and you get blown out by Baylor who's superior I mean at every level yeah then it's gonna be hard talking about you know what that actually is gonna to work to your favor but I'm gonna be really honest with you I'm looking at best case scenario on paper at you know what was it what, what, what did we say there were four and eight last year like yep. I mean I it's hard for me to pick anything better than that yeah, it's hard for me to pick anything better
0: than that, and I, I would love I would love to be proved wrong, but my me and my uh, tech friends have been sitting there going, all right, if you take the red and black glasses off, what can you really see here? Is I think Thanksgiving we would love to kill you guys. I mean, just that's what we would live for. It's not gonna happen I mean, it, that time of year. No. Well, if Swoops is still alive, or Swoops still alive and passing defensive ends, dude, I will play quarterback but, and we'll be all by two touchdowns. <laughs> OU, I mean, it's a brutal uh, Big Twelve is big time. I you know SEC gets the love, and that is ridiculous when you look at what is coming up.
1: The Big Twelve from top to bottom is the deepest conference by far. Not the most teams, the least teams, but the deepest conference. And let me just say this for Tech real quick. Last year, I'm going to go down their schedule, their, their wins.
0: Oh, God. Central Arkansas
1: don't. by a touchdown and an extra point. UTEP by four points. Yep. Kansas by 13. That was their biggest margin of victory. That was an
0: overtime, by the way. And I Iowa
1: State by three. Yep. It was an um, awesome year, buddy. So... My point is, you know, as much as I, and I started the conversation with him having three games with three points or less, I, I mean, I it, it's hard for me to, I like Kingsbury a lot, I really do, I always have, when he, I mean, he started the, he started the run of superstar quarterbacks in terms of stats at Texas Tech, and I like the guy a lot, I New mean, Braunfels kid from, you know, just south of The London. Unicorns. Yeah, that's right, I mean, I, I like that guy a lot, but... I want him to be successful, but it's not going to happen here. No. Nope. It's not going to happen in this conference. He's done. He's got to go to like a
0: central Michigan or a Utah State or something. Yes, he does. All right, let's talk about your longhorns here. Who? Yep, exactly. So, Charlie Strong, which I have admitted that I hated Mac Brown, in case any, anybody missed that. We all know that. Charlie Strong, I believe in. I really, truly believe in. And. I think that he has got the right attitude, he's got the right approach, he's got the wrong AD, he's got the wrong alumni system, and the wrong expectations, and the wrong quarterback, and that may doom him. Um, None of that I can disagree with. Okay.
1: I I will say I'm going to hold out judgment. I generally agree with you on Patterson. I will hold out judgment. Until we see minimum of three years for both Strong and Shaka Smart, and we're not this Hey, gonna... if you
0: get the three years with Strong, you have you you guys are back on top of the conference. If anybody is stupid enough to fire his ass after this year, which I think is going to be a bad year, no offense. But if you do that, you guys are just going to be circling the drain for a while.
1: Yeah, you're right. I, I think that I, I agree with you. I think from a record, I think the average, for all you thousands and thousands of listeners out there, listen to this. The record next year, this coming year, excuse me, for the Longhorns will not be, last year it was a 6-7 and seven record. I don't think that will be the case. I think they will go to a bowl game. But he went when I'm to tell- a bowl game
0: last year. Yep,
1: and I'm telling you right now, I think the record will go from 6-7 and seven to 7-6. Seven and six. However, the product that you see throughout all of those wins and losses will be a far different product than what you saw last year. Right now, you know, everything that we hear is... Tyrone Swoops is the starter. He's got more experience. He's earned the starting position. I don't... I trust Charlie Strong immensely. I have no reservations about what he, what Sean Watkins, what the team thinks is best. Because at the end of the day, Tyrone Swoops had the luxury of experience of every single game last year, good and bad. Gerard Hurd is probably more athletic than him. Not probably, is a thousand percent more athletic than him. But everything that I have heard, which is nothing more than most of you have heard that are listening to this, all three of you, is he is not half the passer that Tyrone Swoops is. Tyrone Swoops is a better passer. He's more accurate. He can sit in the pocket and do that. We get a Jonathan Gray in the backfield who's back 100% healthy for the first time and last time in his career here. I firmly believe, I'll go out on a limb right now and tell you, Jonathan Gray will be a bona fide, the first bona fide number one running back we've had in a sense of yards from scrimmage than we've seen in, gosh, I don't remember when. Cedric? Uh, maybe. Maybe I, Cedric I, Benson, that might be right. Or, you know, did What's-His-Nuts come after that? Did uh, Jamal Charles? Um, when Jamal the, Charles was after Cedric Benson, oh I believe. God.
0: Are we that old? Mm-hmm. I'm losing track of that. All right, well, here's my deal. You guys with uh, Swopes do not have a quarterback. I mean, the guy in his last two games, and Grant, he's had, you know, eight months to Train wreck. get over it. Train wreck. I just don't understand. Again, I've said this for two or three years. The wishbone offense is old school, but for your situation, it should work. Put some big fat bodies in there and just run and pound the ball. I still think whatever team in the Big 12 decides to switch out of the spread and run the ball will dominate this conference because every defense is set up to give up yards. Way spread out. Oh, Way God. spread out. Big
1: giant gaps. It's like watching Texas Tech fucking line up in offensive teams. Yeah.
0: I, I mean, we're the ones that... We broke the mold with Leach back in the day. And everybody has now caught up with yeah, us. Yeah, two feet between your linemen. not exceed us. Yeah. yeah. So, now, power up, run. I hate to do it because it's boring as hell to watch. But if you dominate time of clock, you dominate possessions, guess what? They can't score against you. And you've got a good defense. So if defense, you do that. Defense is always easier
1: to come out early and dominate oh, yeah. than offenses. Find ball, seek ball, yep. tackle ball. I feel like Malik Jefferson has been a godsend on this, uh, on this uh, team, on this school, on this program. I think Malik Jefferson is going to be, for three years, a power that will make a huge difference on the defensive side of the ball and be a leader. He's proven that. Tyrone Swoops, I cannot, in my right mind, disagree with anything that you've said, except for I believe that he is getting... Between last year and this year, he's gotten more, he has gotten more and better coaching than he ever received at any point in his high school or college career. And I have to think based on, again, Charlie Strong, who has proven at every position, in every way, in shape, and form, I don't give a shit if he's a freshman or a senior. If you're competing and you're doing better, you're going to play in the discussion. If Gerard Heard was better and gave them a better chance to win than Tyron Swoop's, Gerard Hurd would be the starter. I have to trust Charlie Strong here. We will absolutely see both quarterbacks play in game one. I and, and He's so, already said that. Yeah. So, it's not so an how insight. badly
0: do you lose against Notre Dame?
1: My prediction is, and I'm putting, and I'll be open, honest to heart, honest. They're going to lose, but they're not going to get blown out. I think they're going to lose. I heard a lot of... You know, the up here and even in Dallas through my, uh, mm-hmm. the Horn, I'll plug it, the Horn app, able to listen to it, who's a lot of the people in there think they're going to get completely dominated. I think the final score is going to be 23 to 14 Notre Dame. I, don't th- I think Texas is going to keep it close, but I think at the end of the day, there is never going to be a point when Texas fans are going to think, oh my gosh, they might win this game. I think Texas keeps it close. From start to finish, they get down, they come back, but not quite that much. They're going to lose the game 23-14 to Notre Dame. Both I, teams I, will get better. Notre Dame will finish the season much better than they were, and Texas will finish the season much better than they were. It's an enormous, enormous, enormously tough game for both teams to open the season.
0: That is um, great scheduling by a... I want to say a, a terrible ad. You know, I think well, my I think AD the schedule is, was done a while ago. If and, I'm not right, mistaken. Yeah, uh, it's probably the losses deal. Yep. So I'll give him credit for that. But um, you know, nine and a half points is the favor right now. Well, I've First got a nine line.
1: point. If I'm not mistaken, my math is correct. Twenty three. I've got a nine point Notre Dame victory. Uh, personally, that, that's what I think is going to happen. It's just, it's too much. I think Notre Dame, I think Brian Kelly's a great coach. Notre Dame's got a lot of adversity that they're facing. Their depth, I think, is, is gonna be different. It is a whole different ball game at this point, but at the end of the day, it's the first game for both teams.
0: Yep, and, uh, <clears throat> I'm just gonna say that Notre Dame, are you gonna, uh, say, are you gonna say like a big ass whipping? Yeah, I kind of do, because I I think they will blitz the living shit of Swoops. Well, until until Gerard Hurry
1: comes in and runs, escapes it, and runs 60-yard touchdowns. Alright, so there's one team that I think... uh, But I will say this, Texas, here's the two things I will take to the bank. Notre Dame beats Texas, Texas beats Oklahoma. Take that to the bank.
0: Alright, I'll bet against both. (laughs) <laughs> uh, actually no, I'll bet against Notre Dame. Yeah, there you go. And then I'll take OU. All right, so Case State, you know, Ooh. I I have no idea what they're bringing back.
1: Here's what I know: I they know will Bill beat Snyder's, Texas
0: because they always. T- <laughs> they always they do. they're going to beat you in a way that hurts even worse. It's not going to be offense or defense. It's going to be special teams. It's going to be like running and jumping yeah. out of a three story building Good. and being bored. Uh, you know. I think we got so much change there. Uh, I what's his name? The the guy that used to be the running back there. Um, Darren Sproles? No. Uh, <laughs> so, I'm trying to think of a, a wide receiver. And uh, I think he was the punt return guy. He just oh yeah. He just killed you guys. Or not necessarily you guys, but everybody. No. Was it Jordy Nelson? Nope. Mom, um, he's uh, sitting at home with a contusion. But back then. But anyways, I, I. Well, Michael Bishop was another superstar on their team. K State scares me because he, you know, Snyder reloads all the time. Um, I hate everything about Kansas State. I. The only thing I respect about Kansas State is the fact they know what they are. Yes. And they don't. It, they don't adjust. <laughs> why does the, Why don't more people do yeah. what they do? Like what well, we? Everybody tries it. They've why does
1: eighty-year-old Bill Snyder come in all of a sudden and do this? It's like it's fucking maddening. Like every time they do this. They beat our ass.
0: All right, so we yeah, got that for K State and uh, West Virginia. Um, Kansas finishing at the very bottom. Yeah, we got that. Uh, very bottom. Well, wait—you're leaving out one huge team there, Iowa State. That's gonna whip Iowa's ass. Iowa State. That's about it. Iowa State is gonna—you take
1: Okie Okie State, Texas, Kansas State. Baylor TCU, Iowa State will beat one of those teams. Oh yeah. Guaranteed. And possibly two of those teams.
0: Well, oh, I you know what? I will volunteer my Red Raiders so that they will take them down.
1: Well if I include them in that list, that's a guaranteed. They will beat one of those other teams. They will beat somebody they shouldn't beat this year. Well
0: that's your big twelve. So what do you want to say? You wanna Rochambeau for the championship, one true champion. Or
1: let me tell you well, something: West Virginia has nine returning starters on defense, and that's the worst news they've gotten all year. Um, West Virginia. I saw somebody. SI picked them ahead of Texas. They that will not happen. That will not happen. They will. They'll be fun. They'll be explosive. They'll be. We West Virginia is going to
0: leave this conference, I guarantee you. Well,
1: good luck. Cash Five Check years. as big as that one. Good luck. No, I'm the... I mean, yeah, run along to the uh, ACC or... American conference, little buddy. There it is. There it is. I think at the end of the day, um, you know, knowing this conference the way that I do, I made a proclamation early on, but I'm I'm sitting back and thinking about it. I have to go TCU is going to beat Baylor. I mean, I, I have to think that that's going to be it. I think it's TCU and Baylor, and I think the fight for 3, 4, and 5 is irrelevant. Yep. And I mean, we're
0: playing for a shitty bulls. Yeah, it,
1: it's irrelevant, and it's a pretty, you know, it, it's probably a two-loss gap.
0: You no, know, Oh, it's, I think it's two, three losses, and yeah. you're absolutely right. So... I will take that, and um, I will agree, TCU. Uh, I don't understand some of the attention. I think it may be headline, you know, click, porn, whatever you want to say. Always. is trying to get it going. But uh, I'm looking forward to it, and thank God it starts next weekend. All right, well, folks, uh, that was our Drunken uh, Big 12 preview. Thanks for tuning in. And we'll talk to you next week. Peace out. The post-game show is brought to you by... Christ, I can't find it. The hell with it.
1: With the Lucky Land slots you can get lucky just about anywhere.
0: This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky.